Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. 17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes. And it all leads up to one winning, winning try. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Winning Drive podcast. I'm Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of the Glenn and Rita show on 105.7 The Fan with my guy Cordell Woodland from Chicken It Up Sports and the Ravens reporter for 105.7 The Fan. This is the AFC Championship preview, Cordell, as the Baltimore Ravens host their first AFC Championship in over 50 years, uh, which means that the Ravens weren't even here, the Baltimore Colts were the last ones to do it uh, to host the Oakland Raiders, and they host the Kansas City Chiefs. No other way to do it, right, than to try to beat the reigning Super Bowl champions as they come to Charm City. So a couple of things um, that we can discuss. A lot of things that have been going around lately, and I don't know if you saw this, Cordell, but there's been a lot of talk. Um, you know, we've talked about DVOA on here uh, for my my um football nerds. And of course, I mean that in the most positive way. I'm not saying that negatively. Uh, But, you know, apparently, according to DVOA, the Ravens are one of the best teams, the 2023 version of the Ravens are one of the best teams in NFL history um, from a regular season perspective. So I am very leery on, um, I guess, taking that information in because I feel like until they win, a Super Bowl, I'm not ready to crown them as of yet. And I'm scared if I if I accept that, then that means that we're we're just assuming that they are going to, you know, be the better team, which I mean, I'm not saying that I don't think that that's true. I'm just not ready to speak that out loud until they do what they need to do, which is first things first, beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it boils down to is it's all about you know, playing the game. You have to play the game. If it was just about the best team, you know, being crowned in the end, we wouldn't even have a postseason. And we've seen in t- times in years past where yep. the best team doesn't always win, you know. Um, so anything can happen throughout the course of a game. And um, I think that's why we're all kind of in wait and see mode right now. But I mean, I've said it all year. I think the Ravens are the best team in, in the league. They've shown that. They've beat the the best teams, they beat them bad. Um, you know, I, I think the Ravens at their best look better than everybody else at their best right now. But it means nothing, again, until you go out there and do it. I agree with you there. So, of course, uh, the Ravens um, and the Chiefs are finally battling head-to-head in their first playoff matchup since Lamar and uh, Mahomes have come. The last time I can recall – the Ravens playing the Chiefs was after the two was in the 2009 playoffs. And I could be wrong here. It might have been 2000. No, it wasn't 2010. It had to at the very least be 2009. Um, so, and that was of the days of Joe Flacco uh, playing at quarterback. So we have not seen this matchup as of yet. It's funny because we really haven't seen a lot of Chiefs matchup 
generally. Um, the Ravens have gone back and forth in terms of winning the division because we know that the Bengals have won the division a couple of times. So that's kind of taken away the um, first place matchup that we've had we would have seen, but now there's an opportunity to play them in the playoffs and potentially knock the chiefs off. Um, you know, there's a lot of good things that's been going on. Marlon Humphrey practice on Wednesday. First time we've seen him practice. It was limited, but, but nonetheless a practice Mark Andrews appears to be coming back to play in the championship game this weekend. Meanwhile, the chiefs are dealing with some injuries as well. Pacheco, although they believe that, he's going to play is dealing with a toe injury. And if you've played any type of sports, you know that your feet is extremely important and sometimes can affect how you play and their left guard. Um, I never know if I say it right. Tooney or Thuney. I'm Tooney. not really sure. Tooney. Okay. Uh, has a pectoral strain. Some people are saying he is not playing. Some people are saying he's going to give it a go. Either way, you got to assume that it's going to have a major effect on what he's going to be able to do. Yeah, I mean, uh, right now the Ravens are the healthier team, and even the injured guys are kind of trimming um, in the right direction. Uh, so, you know, you feel good about that. Getting Mark Andrews back is, of course, going to be a, a huge plus. And, um, I know people have some reservations about Mark and Isaiah both being out there at the same time, and can the Ravens get, you know, continue to get what they're getting out of Isaiah while also – finding a way to utilize their all pro tight end. Um, but it's always a plus to add that type of talent. And I think the the chemistry that Mark already has with Lamar, Mark will get his. I don't think anybody's worried about Mark finding a way to get his. It's more so making sure Isaiah likely isn't left out. Um, so I think they'll game plan for both of those guys. I think it'll be stuff in, you know, in there uh, for both of them. I think we'll see Mark on third downs, you know, red zone, stuff like that. But it'll it would definitely be great to see them both get there or, or find a way to have at least one of those guys go off with both of them out there at at, at the same time. Um, I want to I want to interject here real fast mm -hmm. because Todd Munkin obviously we know came from Georgia before coming to the Ravens, and one of the things that they were very um, that they were very popular with is the two tight end set. He had Brock Bowers. Um, at tight end, who's now going into the NFL draft, and Darnell Washington, who's now a Pittsburgh Steeler, um, out there. And so this is a very um, favorable situation for Todd Munkin. He loves this. And so uh, Rob Gronkowski even spoke about this and said, like, when you have a two tight end set and both of your tight ends are very good, it is very hard to defend. And I, and I think that actually this is Todd Munkin's, like, he's probably like, oh, this is what I've been waiting for essentially all year, particularly now with the rise of Isaiah Likely. Yeah, Likely, you know, when we saw them at, uh, together earlier in the season, it it wasn't, Likely wasn't playing at the level he's playing at right now, um, obviously. So it left much more to be desired. And, and, and he seemed like, he seems like more of a confident player now. He's, he dealt with some drops and stuff earlier in yeah. the year. It just it was just a struggle for him to, I think, stay engaged and, and, and stay involved. So now, you know, like you said, with the rise of his play, you hope that they'll be able to find a way uh, to get both of them going. Um, I guess with Marlon, Marlon is still wait and see for me. Uh, I, I think, you know, him practicing on Wednesday is definitely a step in the right direction, a huge step in the yeah. right direction. 
Um, and he was moving around pretty good. Um, so uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he is out there on Sunday. You just have to see how much they're probably willing to play him. Uh, you might see a rotation between him and Darby. Who knows? Um, but I, I am still cautiously optimistic uh, about yeah. Marlon. Um, for for Joe Tooney and those guys, I mean, I, I I don't I don't think it looks good for Tooney, um, but I'm sure he is going to give it every possible opportunity to to see if he can give it a go. I mean, it, it's now or never right now for everybody that's left in the postseason. So um, if he can, I think he he will. And he may be a shell of himself and going up against some of these dudes in the interior is not going to be fun. Um, but I, I think he'll try. But I, if I'm betting, I don't think he ends up playing. Um, and Pacheco, Pacheco's been hurt all year. He, I feel like he's always got something going on. He missed some games on the back end of the season um, going into the postseason. Uh, but it, it's just like if that dude's on the field, you know you're getting a hundred percent out of him. The, he he knows no other way. You know he he only has one run style, and it, and it's to run as hard as anybody in the NFL. So if he's out there, you have to assume he's good to be himself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that, you know everybody's dealing with something this time of year. Uh, so if they're on the field, you got to expect that they'll be able to you know be at their best. Oh, for sure. I mean, definitely. I I, I I'm not going to assume anything left. Um, I know a pec injury and a toe injury are, yeah. are two type of injuries that right. are very nagging. Um, and the pec injury, you know, we've seen that happen before. I mean, you literally need to extend your arms and it won't allow you to do that. So this could potentially um, be uh, beneficial for the Ravens, particularly, like you said, the interior guys, Justin Matabike, Travis Jones, you know, Michael Pierce, this could potentially be very uh, good for them. And then the, on the other side of the ball, McDuffie and Sneed also, um, I think, mm -hmm. practice. They are dealing with injuries as well. And, and we know that they're going to play. You know, they're, they're two of their better um, cornerbacks on that team. But at the end of the day, you know, the Ravens are coming off fully. Uh, it would appears to be fully healthy on offense, which could potentially be a problem. Yeah, I think so. I mean, this offense has stepped it up. And, and look, it'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, I, I'm of the mindset that, adding a guy like Mark is, is only a positive. I, I yep. see some, there are some fans that are skeptical. And like I said, I, I can understand it. I, I really do. I mean, you know, I, I think there has been, and I, and I want to say this in, in a way that's not like, I, don't, I definitely don't think that the Ravens are better off without Mark Andrews. Don't, <laughs> right. I don't want that to get misconstrued, but there has been some positives that have been able to happen. I think, with the absence of markets it's, it's kind of allowed Lamar to get other people involved, spread the ball's being spread around quite a bit in this yeah. offense right now. And when Mark was there, it was even earlier this year when he was there, it was still kind of like, yes, yeah, Zay was getting a lot of opportunities himself, but really outside of Zay, it was heavy Mark at that time. They were still trying to force feed Odell Beckham, I think to get him, up to speed, but Mark was still a huge part of what they were doing. And, and that's not a negative, but, you know, 
I think over the course of Lamar's career over the last couple of years, a lot of his interceptions are when he's trying to force it to Mark Andrews. Just having other guys out there that he could build that rapport with, have that same trust in and give those same opportunities, some of those jump ball opportunities that he would give to Mark. He's now given to Isaiah. He's given to some of these other guys. I just hope that Lamar keeps that. You know, he 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 it finds a way to still, you know, allow Mark to to be probably the best player on the field next to him, but also understand that you've got other guys that have been a that have been making plays for you all year that are still going to be out there as well. Definitely something I want to um bring to the attention uh the Bills uh had 182 rush yards against the Chiefs and Chris Jones himself even said they got to find a way to um, you know, tighten that up against one of the best rushing teams in the National Football League. So that's going to be something we'll be paying attention to as well. We'll talk about the Lions and the 49ers coming up here on Winning Drive. All right, so the Lions, who uh, have not won a playoff game in over 30 years, I believe, are in the NFC Championship game against the 49ers 49ers who essentially the Green Bay Packers uh allowed them to kind of get squeak out a win uh in my opinion uh, you know get to play the Lions who haven't seen a playoff game since Barry Sanders in the 90s was on that team so it's been a fun time for the city of Detroit I'm sure uh they head to San Francisco this is an interesting matchup um you know, the Lions, I believe, on offense, have the tools, in my opinion, on what it takes to attack San Francisco's defense. San Francisco's front seven is very good, phenomenal even. Um, but their secondary to me is a little bit suspect. And I think that, that can they can be exposed. I think that the Ravens um, showed you that their secondary can be exposed. And I'm curious to know if the Lions, if they can hold up Jared Goff, if they're going to be able to expose that secondary uh, of the San Francisco 49ers. And that, to me, is – I'm more interested in that matchup. I know everybody's going to talk about Brock Purdy because he's been a topic of conversation for a couple weeks now. I'm more interested in seeing what Jared Goff can do against that 49ers defense. Yeah, I think, you know, it, it's crazy. I, all year I have felt like the Niners, you know, at at one point I thought they were the best team in football up until Christmas night where the Ravens just <laughs> literally just stole that throne. Um, so, but after that, I, I thought it was the Niners. I thought the Niners were the team that's right there. Um, and I can't even believe I'm sitting here talking about the lions having a chance to go to the super bowl i mean it's yeah it's crazy. I, I think they could beat them i do i think they could beat them i i'll pick the niners to win i think the niners are still the best team on the best day if we're talking about detroit and san francisco both have both having their best games give me san francisco every day of the week um but I'm not so confident that they'll be able to do that. I don't know what will happen with Debo Samuel. It sounds like he's probably going to end up playing, but will he be able to be Debo? We'll see. Now, granted, right. he's got other weapons on the offensive side of the ball, but Debo's a huge part of what they do. Um, I still trust Chris, Chris, uh, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, I he, oh, he's sure. one, of, one of my favorite players in the NFL, one of the more consistent players in the league. So he'll get his – 
But yeah, that Detroit offense can give them problems. They, they're they so balanced. They can run the ball. They get the ball to their best players. That's what I like the most about that Lions offense. They know who their best players are, and they're not shy about getting them the ball. Amara St. Brown could have like 14 targets in this game. You know, Sam Laporta, he's going to get a lot of opportunities. They'll give Jameer Gibbs his chances while also uh, giving um, David Montgomery his opportunities as well. So it's a lot of things about that Lions offense I like. I think they might have the best offensive line in football, to be honest with you. Um, On the defensive side, that's the concern for me for Detroit. They give up quite a bit on that side. They lean on the big plays. And if Purdy's going to have a good Purdy day, there won't be any extra opportunities for that Lions team if if the defense can't generate any actual stop. So, I mean, I think it'll be a good game, a better game than I thought it would have been if you had asked me like earlier in the year what this matchup would look like. Um, But I still think San Francisco is coming out on top. Yeah, I mean, I do too. I definitely think, look, the the 49ers are seven-point favorites. I'm sure the Lions feel some type of way about that. Um, but ultimately, I understand the logic behind it. Um, they are undoubtedly the best team in the NFC, in my opinion. I do think that there's some matchup issues, like again, on offense for the Detroit Lions against San Francisco's defense that could be beneficial. But I just don't know if they have a plan to stop San Francisco's offense. And that to me is the difference. There's people that are that will ask if the Ravens advance to the Super Bowl, you know, who do you think that they should play? And I don't have an answer for that. You know, they dominated the Lions when the Lions came to Baltimore. They dominated the San Francisco 49ers when they went to Santa Clara. Now, you can sit here and say, I'm not really sure if five interceptions is going to happen again because we don't know. You know what I mean? That being said, um, even if they simplified some of those to, you know, just a couple, if they can make a couple of plays on um, defense, the way that they did on Christmas night, the Ravens, I still think that, you know, the 49ers are are a team that they can be. And and I'm not, you know, it's easy to say that and rematches are definitely different, right? Like it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to beat those teams. But my point is, is that um, neither one of those teams really did anything much against this Ravens defense. So why would I believe that one team is better than the other? As far as I'm concerned, you can flip a coin and it is what it is. This defense is so good that they can play against essentially anybody. Yeah. I mean, I I think you would feel confident about either of these teams. Um, You beat them both and beat them good. (laughs) I mean, right. It wasn't close. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't particularly close. I mean, the Niners won, it got close, you know, later on score-wise, but I, watching that game, it was, you know, the, the Ravens had complete control. Um, right. And so, yeah, I mean, I guess the only thing that I would say is, obviously, I would say that still the Niners are the, would be the matchup that would give give the Ravens probably the biggest problem out of the two. I still think just because of the amount of talent that they have on that team. And look, the Niners went away from the run game, you know, in that game yeah. against, against the Prematurely. Ravens. 
Yeah. So who knows, you know, who knows what could have happened if they keep Christian McCaffrey more involved than they did as the game went on. I think Kyle Shanahan panicked a little bit. Clearly his quarterback was out there panicking. Um, and I, I just don't think he did Brock Purdy any favors by becoming one dimensional. That's just a recipe for um, success for the Ravens. If you're going to go against this defense, really any NFL defense, if you go, if you become one dimensional, it's, it's really trouble. So uh, rematches are always weird. And look, it'll be the Super Bowl at this point. Nobody's coming out there to get their butts kicked. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's giving you their best shot. So um, you'd have to assume that whoever they play, it'll be a, a probably a, a, a better matchup than it was the first time. At least you hope. We don't want to watch blowouts in the Super Bowl. I'm sure Ravens fans won't care as long as it's the Ravens blowing them out. But um, yeah, I, I would imagine that it'd be a little different. It'd be a little different. Anything can happen. You know, everybody's this time of year is here for a reason, you know, and no matter what we think the better matchup may be, it could turn out to be the complete opposite. The, as much as I sit here and say the Niners, Detroit could come out there and just get hot, you know, and th they're moving the ball all over the field and, you know, making things happen. Who knows? You know, I, I just don't think anybody's here by accident right now. Yeah, I agree. I would love to see Detroit uh, win. I'm, I'm not going to even lie. I'm, I'm completely hoping that Detroit wins. You know, I think it would be a good story for that city. Also, Yes, we talk about uh, Kyle Shanahan, but the problem, though, Cordell, is that we've seen his history in Super Bowls mm -hmm. against the Falcons when mm -hmm. he stopped running the ball, against the Chiefs a couple years ago. I mean, it's in his DNA. He just outcoaches himself. It, mm -hmm. it just It's what he does. It's who he is. And I don't, he, he, he would have to show me that he's changed. Right. Because there's too many examples for, to me that shows that he overthinks himself too many times and he puts the teams in bad positions and they end up not winning football games. So we'll see how this goes, but basically Cordell and I are saying if the Ravens win, don't matter, bring it <laughs> at the end of the day, uh, because they've dominated both of those teams. There was a new signing in the NFL for a head coach. We'll talk about that here on winning drive. So by now I'm sure you've heard that Jim Harbaugh has left Michigan and is coaching the Los Angeles Chargers. I definitely saw this coming. I think I tweeted this not long ago. Like, you know, look, California is a place that he knows, even though he was in Northern California at Stanford. But at the end of the day, it's something, a familiar territory for him. And now he's going to L.A. to uh, be the head coach of the Chargers. The Ravens play the Chargers in 2024. Obviously, we don't know when yet because the schedule has uh, not come out yet, but we do know that there will be another Harbaugh Bowl, not necessarily for the, the big stakes that it was in 2013 for the Super Bowl, but they will be facing head-to-head -head sometime in 2024. Yeah, they will. Uh, I think it's a good hire, and look, it could end up being a good matchup. It's not like the Chargers have a bad team. I mean, that, right. that roster will look different next year. Um, they've got to figure out some of their money issues. Um, but they've got a they've got their franchise quarterback, you know. Um, they'll I think they'll be able to make something happen. So I think it's a great hire. Um, they've already got some sort of structure in place, and you know, you get another hardball in the NFL now. Who knows? And um Jim, I think Jim is a Jim is a good coach. I don't think anybody could take that away from him. Um, 
you just and, and it's a good situation with him going to work for the people that he played for, you know, back when he played in the NFL. So they understand each other. They're on the same page. Um, you just hope it doesn't leave in chaos kind of the way it has in the past. I mean, it seems like every one of his stops when he leaves, it's like it's like the place is on fire. But who oh, knows? you're talking about like Michigan uh, potentially like Michigan vacating and, his national championship. Really, really, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it seems like, you know, he, he leaves some stuff behind. But when he's there, it, it's, it's good times. You know, uh, I, I think we all saw this coming. You know, with everything that was going on um, in NCAA land with the whole investigation going on, mm -hmm. there's absolutely going to be more sanctions that's going to go against Michigan. I think that just they just allowed this to, to play out and then they're going to deal with it later. And I think that that's what we saw was going to happen. Jim Harbaugh said, hey, I, I did my part. I won y'all right. a championship. I'm going to go right. ahead and go <laughs> about my business. And uh, that's just what it's going to be. You know what I mean? I think in San Francisco, a big part of his departure, too, was him wanting more control that mm -hmm. they were not willing to give. Um, apparently, the Chargers are requesting to interview Joe Horowitz from the Ravens. To me, that sounds like a hardball move. Um, it sounds like that that was a request, a special request. I could be wrong. I mean, but I, I would be surprised. You know, they like to keep it all in the family. And Joe Ortiz, yeah. they, they, you know, he's got the rapport with, with John, obviously, and, you know, all those guys. So it's funny, though, because it was thought that Ortiz would potentially get a GM job maybe somewhere else and maybe bring Mike McDonald along. So now with Jim taking this job, and I wouldn't be shocked if Ortiz gets the GM job. It's all about who you know in this business. Um, and Thank Ortiz you for correcting is, me, by the way. Thank you so much because oh, I am terrible, awful. I will butcher name. We've already, I already butchered the name in the podcast, Tooney. I, I definitely was about to call. Oh, Tooney. oh, I, I, yeah. I will butcher up a name. So thank you. Yeah, a lot of people uh, mess up Hortiz's name. I think it's <laughs> like we you, we don't hear from him a lot. You know what I'm saying? That's we don't exactly. get to talk to him a lot. So it's, it's I think it's understandable. But yeah, I mean, I, he's a hot candidate for GM jobs. He's obviously has an eye for talent, you know, um, for what you've seen over the years with the Ravens. So, yep. um, yeah, I, I think that's pretty much going to be a, a slam dunk hire right there. Yeah. And it's something, again, that I think that Jim probably has a hand in because while I don't think that Jim is necessarily a person that needs to be Bill Belichick, I do think that he likes to relinquish some control when it comes to making personnel decisions as well. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, hiring uh, a guy that he is familiar with because of he, he works at his brother's organization and they know how the Ravens are ran. I think that that makes more sense than anything. So um, that part will be interesting, but I am sure that uh, the flock will be out there in LA uh, because obviously this is going to be one of the premier matchups that the NFL is going to promote because, you know, brothers, one guy, uh, Hopefully, I'm speaking into existence, you know, is a reigning Super Bowl champion coach. And one guy is, you know, a guy who just won a national championship in Michigan first year head coach. And oh, by the way, they're brothers. So uh, we look forward to that matchup. All right. So here we go. Decision making time. I'm going to start with Lions 49ers. I I'll get to Ravens Chiefs later. Lions 49ers. Let's start there. How do you see this going, Cordell? Yeah, I, I think this will be a back and forth game. I think 
I, I think the Niners, um, I think the Niners are the better team. I think the Niners end up winning this game. I don't know if they cover that seven. And usually the Niners are good to to cover those spreads. I feel like maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the numbers just say otherwise. But just off the top of my head, I felt like they're usually good. I know they didn't cover uh, against Green Bay uh, last week, Correct. but um, this this one, you know, I don't I don't think it gets. A, I don't think they're going to be able to really pull away from this Lions team. I think the Lions are pretty efficient. They they do. They they play Lions football really well. They do. I, I think on the offensive end, at least it they kind of move at the by the beat of their own drum. Um, they make uh, efficient passes. They're able to run the ball when they want to. I mean, it all starts up front. Um, and I think I think very highly of that offensive line. Uh, but I I don't think the Lions. I, I think golf may end up you know, being the better quarterback on the day, but he could end up being the one that makes the fatal mistake um, just off some pressure. I, I, I don't know. I just, he doesn't get pressured a lot. And when he does get pressured, it's not pretty. So yeah. uh, they have the front to be able to get to him. I, I'm a, I'm a pick San Francisco just because I, I think in the end talent prevails. Yeah. I'm picking San Francisco by a touchdown as well. Um, you know, I, I do think it'll be a back and forth game because I do think that this Lions team is good, but I just think that San Francisco just has too much that the Lions have to overcome on defense uh, and that they can't contain. So we both agree there that we think that the 49ers will find their way back into the Super Bowl. All right, finally, Chiefs at Ravens, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. Uh, this revamped defense of the Kansas City Chiefs versus this elite defense. Well, not versus, but, you know, oh, on the other side is this elite defense of the Baltimore Ravens. How do you see this playing out, Cordell? Yeah, uh, I think that I think that this is going to be the best game of the day. Um, it's funny that this is the one that's what a three and a half spread right yes. now. I wouldn't be shocked if it turns out to be bigger. Um, like if, if the Ravens can cover this, I'm picking the Ravens to win. I think they could cover this spread. Um, I think Lamar is going to end up making, you know, he, he's going to end up being the better quarterback on the day. I think uh, that defense is just so good. And I, I haven't seen them really, you know, be exposed too often this year. I mean, um, they, they're so good on all three levels and up front, they're so sound and what's going on with Joe Tony. And I, I think that chief's interior offensive line is really good, but Tony not being there changes a lot. Um, and I'm not saying that he's, I, I, th- I would have still picked the Ravens had he played if he does play. I still, I still plan on picking them. Um, but I, I think the Ravens are the best team in football. And I think that they'll be the ones to make the plays out there where Kansas city just, they may, you know, stall out a little bit. I think they'll stall out. I think the Ravens will be able to get enough against that defense. So, yeah, I, I think the Ravens win, and, and I think they end up covering this spread. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like, uh, if I'm gonna go score. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say 28 to 17. Ooh, okay. So you got the Ravens winning by two by two scores essentially. Um. I also think that the Ravens are the best team. Look, this is no disrespect to Patrick Mahomes, okay? Um, them, 
I think we we you wanted to think that they were out for dead <laughs> because this was, was a down year, quote unquote, for the Chiefs. But they have Patrick Mahomes, right? And he's never going to have them out of it, period. He's going to make the plays. Um, but ultimately, I just think that Lamar is playing at a level that we probably saw Mahomes playing when he went to his first Super Bowl. It's just it's just a different level that he's playing at. And, and I'm not saying that Le- that Mahomes is not on that level. Le- Mahomes is already on the level. He has right. two Super Bowls. He has two MVPs. So what I'm not saying is, is that Mahomes is not already on that level. But what I'm saying is, is that Lamar is now matching the level that Mahomes was on when he first started his Super Bowl run, which is very scary. And he has the weapons to do it in this position. Um, too many times, as, as good as the Chiefs defense has been, i just been hearing too many things, you know, oh, this defense is top five. Well, the Ravens have played good defenses essentially all year. The Browns, they played twice a year. They put 24 points up on the Browns. And I I, I have to say, even though they both, it was 31 points, that one was a pick six, remember, with mm-hmm. Kyle Hamilton. But still, nonetheless, they put up 24 points. And, you know, in the second half, they just kind of faltered a little bit. They probably could have done more. We've seen them play the Miami Dolphins, who apparently was a good defensive team and was top five in certain categories. They did nothing but 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 beat them down to the ground. We've seen Jacksonville, who apparently had a top five run defense. What did they do? Run all over them. So every time we're told that a defense is really good, the Ravens have found a way to make y'all <laughs> say, well, maybe they wasn't as good as I thought that they were. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know how it, that's any different on Sunday. So uh, I just think that the Ravens, if the opportunity is, if, if it's any time, it's going to be now. And I think that the Ravens will find a way to uh, get this opportunity. I'm picking the Ravens 31, Kansas City 24. And is picking them, obviously, to advance to the Super Bowl. So we both have the Ravens covering. We both have the Ravens. Um, and Chiefs going the over. Mm-hmm. Do, do we? Do you? Yes, you do. Okay, I had to think about your score. And I was yeah. like, yeah, you do. So <laughs> we are both picking, we're picking both the cover and we're picking the over. So uh, those are our predictions here on winning drive. Uh, we'll do a, a recap of the game more than likely uh, Sunday or Monday after the game because, you know, if the Ravens do what we think that they're going to do, it's going to be a wild day in Baltimore. And so we want y'all to settle down, you know, and get into the podcast after celebrating, hopefully. So uh, enjoy the game. If you're going to the game this weekend, it should be phenomenal. The Ravens, I've never seen the AFC championship here before, Cordell. Um, so, you know, I I was not familiar with the NFL's game. All the bells and whistles yeah. are coming out, apparently. You know, T-Pain is uh, doing a halftime show. They're, they're going to have some... Some uh the people coming out the sky, they yeah. got a whole bunch of stuff going Ray on. And so building uh, early. It, it yeah. yeah, the every the uh, the media is all here. Um, you know, it's are they a, taking over? Are they taking over, Cordell? Yeah, they're they're taking I can't even sugarcoat it. They're they're taking <laughs> over. Sunday Sunday's gonna be crazy in itself. We'll see how uh different the the press box is, but um, yeah, every everybody's out here. This is this is the hot ticket uh, for sure. Yeah, and if you did not get a ticket, uh, I just say wait till Sunday morning. It might go down. 
Um, mm. It's supposed to be rain in the forecast. So, you know, we know that some people don't like necessarily sit out in the rain. But all those that complained about how cheap those prices were last week, I bet you you wish that you didn't mm -hmm. complain about it now because it yeah. is ridiculous. But if yeah. you were uh, one of the fortunate ones that had an opportunity to get a ticket, have a great time, please be uh, keep yourself dry, keep yourself warm cheer be loud make sure that patrick mahomes doesn't forget how loud mnt bank stadium can be and hopefully the ravens can pull out a win and we'll talk to you guys after the game so from cordell to me this is winning drive Twenty Four Hundred sports is an odyssey company